and under if you want to go back here during the message. Wow. So uh, we have a lot of guests this morning. We're going to change the plans just a hair from what we were planning on doing because half of what we're going to do this morning is talk about the Stones River budget. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that was a good audible. What do you think? What do you all think? Let's just push that to next week. <laughs> um, the other half is talking about giving, which is like exactly what a, a preacher who, you know, preachers don't love to talk about giving. Then the week that you're going to talk about giving, a bunch of people show up and they're like, I knew it. Those preachers are just trying to get into your pocket. We're going to take a special offering up after this sermon, this message, just to see. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> That's a joke. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about giving this morning. And actually, my message was a little bit compacted because of that happening at the end. Now, don't hold me to a really, really short message, but it won't be quite as long. It's not like I preach long anyways, do I? If y'all think I preach long, then I'm going to get Tony Woodall back and ask him to, to preach next Sunday, and then, you can, then we can see, what, see how that goes. <laughs> oh, So I changed the title of my sermon from what I, Larissa had sent out, because, you know, sometimes you send it out, and you, the Lord's doing a few different things and speaking some stuff to you. Uh, initially, I called it The Joy of Giving. I'm going to call this message um, Becoming Like Our Giver. And I think that this is... Uh, the heart of the issue, uh, a huge piece is, uh, this is obviously an actor portraying Jesus. This isn't Jesus himself. But when it comes to giving, and I'm mostly going to talk about financial and resource giving, because we giving of your time and stuff is of astronomical importance. I talk about that a lot, though, right? Like, And by the way, great job, everyone who gave of their time yesterday and resources and all that. Greg's happy, at least. <laughs> Larissa's joining in. There's, uh, you, did, you did great yesterday. We, I mean, it was... A lot of work. If you go over to the Taylor Place uh, deck, you might not die on it now. And the, all the sheds, that's rotting. It looks like we care about something even more now. And so thank everybody for, I mean, there was a lot of good hard work there. So thank you. So many of you gave of your time, and that was awesome and so important. Do what now? Oh, the flower beds are amazing. That's like, I mean, that's like right there on the, you should I kind of felt bad for the flower bed people. That was looking pretty rough out there. <laughs> Y'all worked really, really hard. And the mulch and stuff out front of the church, I like draw, it smelled like mulch, and I was like, hmm, I like it. I love it. So thank you all. Yeah, I mean, that was just amazing. That was great. Cool. But today we're going to talk about like financial and resource kind of giving, but taking it from the perspective of, see, if we're desiring to be disciples of Jesus, right, I, I hope... I think that many of us are, and that we've talked about, well, I talk about being disciples, making disciples a lot here. But we recognize that if this is truly our desire, and our desire is not going to church once a week, or our desire is not, you know, just saying a confession and then not really living it out, but if we have a desire to follow Jesus as our rabbi, master, Lord, then our goal is to become like him. That, that's it. And so this is one area that I think we don't disciple well in. At least we haven't lately. Uh, and I say that as in broadly, the church in America, I think that we struggle. And you can go to the next slide. And I understand why you may, we don't disciple well in it because we have this image, right? <laughs> of the TV preacher saying, sow the seed. 
for $1,000, the Lord told me you'll get 10 times returned, you know, and stuff. And we're like, oh, man, okay, you know, is that, is that from the Lord? I don't, I don't know. And, I, and or we, you know, see, like, pastors, preachers, teachers, staff, and stuff just taking money and spending it kind of wildly. And there's someone that's like, man, I'm barely able to give, and my preacher's driving a fancy car. And, you know, you have all these different things, these things that are pooling. And I kind of understand why, and I don't kind of, I fully understand why preachers and pastors tend to shy away from financial giving because we don't want to, anyone to think that we're trying to get in your pockets, like that we're trying to make money for ourselves. We won't show the budget today, but if you think that anyone at Stones River is here for the money, you can just look at the budget and you can see exactly what everyone that is on staff gets paid, and you'll be like, okay, never mind. <laughs> we're not, they're not here for the money. Just like, very much like teachers, though they like the money and they need the finances, you're not teaching because you're getting paid big bucks, right? So I even hesitate sometimes to talk about giving and I think the Lord's been speaking and sharing with me, and it's been on Greg's heart. We've talked about it a lot lately that, again, that this is an area that we also often, because of this, don't disciple well. And if you, like, look, I, did, I thought about bringing up stats and all this kind of stuff, but I decided not to. But if you look, there is definitely a decline in the American church in the financial giving. And what's really happening is the older, not the old folks, the older folks keep the lights on and keep giving and helping people out. And a lot of the younger generations are beep, just not doing a very good job, which to me is saying that's, a, that's an issue of discipling. We have gotten to our generation and we have failed to disciple well that within the community of believers, for the widows and for the orphans. And for, so it's not just about talking about giving here, but as giving that we don't do that well and that we don't give sacrificially as a whole. And uh, so let's be kind of blunt. And I want, I want us to grow. Like I want everyone here to grow in that. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Next slide. Before we dive in, we're going we're gonna to look at three stories, but this, is, this will be the fourth. Three, pro, three stories in the Old Testament. Before we do that, one thing, uh, if you don't know, we've been doing spiritual gifts. Uh, Mike blew the horn, which was, by the way, I grew up charismatic. That was the most charismatic thing we've ever done at Stones River. Blow the horn, release the spiritual gifts, and let's worship the Lord. I loved it. I'm, it was such a good illustration. We will never forget that. Uh, he did such a good job. Now I was sitting back going, man, this is taking me back to my roots. I had a friend speak at a conference. This is a sh very short bunny trail. Had this whole presentation, and he did it. And it was, like, super deep. And then it was this charismatic conference. And then this doctor came to afterwards. He's, he's like, wow, they're excited. Oh, Yeah. This doctor comes out to him afterwards and was like, what was that? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I've been working on this. He goes, nah, I didn't really like that. So he came out next time and blew the shofar because he's from Israel <laughs> and said something about the blessings of the Lord or something. And everyone went nuts and the crowd went wild. And so that's kind of the background. Great. That was awesome, though, Mike. All right. Back on track. So be because of the spiritual gift thing, something that occurred multiple times is as we went around and we shared about our spiritual gifts, there were multiple people, multiple nights that said, I have giving as one of my gifts, but I don't, I'm not a person of great means. Like, I don't have tons and tons of money. And I love this illustration of what Jesus talks, shares here when he reveals some of God's heart, because there's more aspects to it, of giving. Because just because we make 30 or 40 grand a year doesn't mean that 
we can't give very well or we're not gifted in that, but if I made 150 or $200,000 a year and could stroke five, $10,000, $15,000 checks, then I'm a big giver. But Jesus illustrates here, I'll actually go to, I'm going to read pretty quickly here, Luke 20, I'm going to start in Luke 20, that it isn't always about the amount. Now, that doesn't mean that we go, well, Jesus doesn't care, so here's a quarter, Jesus. That's not, that's not the point. But one thing that we fail to read often when we read about the widow's gift is like it's four verses before that because <laughs> the chapter breaks. And so I'm going to read Luke 20, verse 45. It says, while all the people were listening, he said to his disciples, so Jesus is speaking to his disciples, beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. They will receive harsher judgment. So here Jesus is just being Jesus and speaking truth here. He's saying, you know these scribes, these religious leaders that y'all are looking up to, that so many look up to? They're in it for themselves. Like, they, they clothe themselves like they're these holy, righteous, you know, men of God. And yet the reality is, is they are literally devouring widows. They're, they want to take the, the widow's money and their financials. They want to spend it on their own. They, this is not, this is not uh, what God desires. But truthfully, is kind of the way of our world, right? Like, get, 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 let me have, let me have, let me have, however I can get it. We rarely do hear messages about giving. It's sprinkled throughout our culture, but the overwhelming message is get. And then it says, he looked up. So this is in the same context here. He looked up and saw the rich dropping their offerings in the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow dropping in two tiny coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all these people have put in gifts out of their surplus, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. He completely reverses what the religious leaders of the day were doing with a poor widow who is actually living out God's kingdom, and that is a kingdom of giving. Like, God's kingdom is a, key, a kingdom of giving. It is not about taking advantage of one another. It's not about trying to get, you know, something from one another, and I'm trying to get this and that from you. He says, look, she gave everything that she had. And look, I mean, we all have read this. Many of us have read this many times. But recognizing, I mean, it would be like, you know, taking up an offering and whoever's counting the money is counting it and go, wow, here's a $500 check. Whoa, and Jesus is standing there with you. Here's a $1,000. Whoa, this person wrote a $2,000 check. Uh, we don't get those often, but if anyone feels obliged, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, and, we, and you get all excited about it. And, Jesus, and then you, you know, flip over, okay, this person gave 20 bucks and sets it aside, and Jesus says, hey, hold up a second. You know that person gave far more than this $1,500 person or this $2,000 person. Do you know that that was the last $20 in their bank account, and they're giving it to the kingdom? It's our heart posture. It's our obedience to God. For some of us giving money and giving we have plenty of money, and it doesn't hurt. There's no sacrifice in it. We're just like, whoop, here we go. God reveals in this passage that his heart is to be a giver and that we know that if we desire to be like him, 
He is a giving God. He is a giving God. He gave everything. This widow gives everything. Right. Go to the next slide. Perfect timing. Three stories quick, relatively quick, and we'll be done, actually. Go all the way back to Genesis. I'm going to do a few Old Testament. Next week, I'm going to do probably talk, do some more New Testament stuff. This is so at the beginning, I can't hardly keep my Bible open. So after the fall, after the fall, we very shortly see the first act of sacrificial giving. Isn't that interesting? Like, we don't talk about it much or don't talk about it a lot, but the very first, this little act of worship that it's going to be is this giving of means. And so in chapter 4 in Genesis, the man was intimate with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, I've had a male child with the Lord's help. She also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of the flocks, but Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord, and Abel presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. That's interesting, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious, and he looked despondent. Scholars... Joes and Janes and theologians for years have wrestled with what happened here, right? Like you have two people that are bringing an offering before the Lord. One of them is fully welcomed and the other one is rejected. I have the secret. I'm just kidding. I have no idea exactly why. Um, Nobody does. (laughs) What was that? Did you all hear that? little boop. Um, But it doesn't prevent us from learning very practical lessons and thoughts about what takes place here. First of all, I think it's very, very powerful again that early, early in the scriptures, boom, they're giving of their means. Like they are like, like Cain and Abel. So Abel is giving of his flock. That is his, that's how he eats. That is how he, how his food, how his wealth multiplies. He's giving of that. Like this, it hurts. It's something that it's a sacrifice to God. And Cain the same with his vegetables and fruits One thing that we can recognize through this, though, is this. Just giving is not us becoming like God. Just giving is is, is not, God doesn't always look joyfully on that. Have you ever thought about that? You ever give money or give something and wonder, was that from from God or not? Because right here, Cain gives, but God's not happy. So I hope that as we consider giving, and we're talking about it several weeks that we recognize that it's just not about upping your ante or throwing a few more bucks into an offering plate or helping that person, you know, at your workplace. So that might be exactly what God has us to do. It's a lot deeper than that. There's a lot more here. And I think that all of us, and I'm going to encourage us all over the course of the next several weeks to ask the Holy Spirit to point areas of growth when it comes to that in our hearts. It may not be giving more. It may be having a right heart before the Lord. It may be being more joyful in our giving. It may be being more sacrificial in our giving. But let's ask, like even Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that as we wrestle and we look at these scriptures that over the next several weeks, you know, this being something that we don't talk about very often, um, I ask that you would 
reveal how we can grow to become more like Christ, to where how we can grow to be more like you, Lord. Hmm. Another thought I have about this is, did Abel present his offering as the Lord would like him to present his offering? Cain, sorry, as the Lord would have him to present his offering. See, whenever we talk, you guys, we talk about love languages a decent amount in here, right? Like, there's definitely times wherever we do this. You ever have someone give you a gift and it was just way off? Like, they just gave it because they wanted it or something? Anyone do? Anyone have a brother or sister that bought gifts for you when you were kids, but it was the game that they really wanted or the toy that they really wanted? And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, like you're like, yeah, okay, I guess it's nice. There's ways that God desires things to be given and presented and different things. See, I think often in our culture that we miss that it's really submitting our hearts to God into his ways that transforms us into Christ's image. So much of the time, we mold God into how we desire things to be, right? I mean, how many, time, right? How many times have you seen somebody take Bible verses and twist them and do this or do that? And I'm like, what, what are you talking? It's, it's, we live in a culture of God is or I do what I want and God, all this kind of stuff. And that creeps its way into giving. So I want to, there will be moments of challenging over the next several weeks to maybe make you think, think about, well, what does the word say about that? Am I surrendering to the way God desires things to be done? Because guess what? His way is pretty much awesome and perfect. Or am I just kind of doing my own thing? We, again, don't know what, what happened here with Cain. But we do know, as we read through the rest of Scripture, that our heart posture matters. Right? Don't give grudgingly. Out of necessity, the Lord loves a cheerful giver, Paul says. We know that as we read the law and stuff, there were specific ways that God loves to receive these things. And so let's just submit ourselves to God and his desires and grow in that. Next slide. It's so interesting how early in the scriptures, y'all, there are these talks about sacrifice and giving. Uh, Go over from Genesis chapter 4, just a few more chapters to chapter 8, and we see Noah. And what happens here? Obviously, uh, the Lord purifies. He, he cleans out the earth so that man can actually survive, so man doesn't kill himself. Um, God saves Noah and his family, puts them on the ark, says, all right, we've got to start all over again. Again, it's in order to, <laughs> in order to save us. But what's the first thing that Noah does whenever he gets off the ark? It's in chapter 8. I just, I just tell it. He offers sacrifice. And one thing that I lo- love about this part of the story is that there seems to be, and I think this is an area of growth even in my own life when it comes to giving, there's an element here of gratitude and thankfulness when it comes to then reciprocating that in giving. Right? Like, what's happened, God has saved Noah, he has saved the family, and Noah, only way he can respond or the way he responds to that is, God, I recognize that you have done this. You are the giver. And I'm going to offer sacrifice. And I'm going to offer this to you, Lord, in response. Have you ever had someone do something so amazing to you, you just want it immediately try to think of how you can give something back to them? Or maybe it's so overwhelming, you're like, I can't, there's no way I can, I can do that. But what I love about this is I believe that this is how God intends his church and his body to operate. And that is in a place where we are recognizing that God is our provider. They're recognizing that God sustains us. 
and that from that place, in a heart of thankfulness and generosity, we return to the Lord and we say, God, like, hey, I've made this much money or whatever. I'm, I, I am thankful. This is the first thing that I'm going to do. It's not like the last thing where I just, if I have some money left over at the end of the month, I'll throw God a, a little bone. Like, it's just like, this is the first act of going, God, this is priority. You are my sustainer. And I'm saying this because I, I really believe that this is something that we miss a lot because we're afraid to talk about it. That as we think about giving and generosity, and it's, again, I'll reiterate again, it's not just here. It's where the, where the Lord has is, is called us to give, though I would say if you're a part of Stones River, this should be a place because you're part of the community. But it's saying from the rip, God, I'm grateful, I'm thankful. How would you have me to give this? How, how would you have me to, to, to give these funds or to do whatever that may be, Lord? It's first priority. You are first priority. You are, you are my provider. And what's so cool is that, though this has been warped and twisted and I almost hesitate to say it, God then returns and gives more back. Like, that's just what he does. Like, it's this, I believe God desires this relationship where we're just giving and giving to each other and other people are giving to them and he responds and he gives and he does those things and, and you see it. I mean, you see it in scripture. And again, it's been twisted to say, well, if you give this, God's guaranteed to give you this, you know, and all that garbage. But like even in like Malachi, which is super twisted all the time, but there is this passage where he says, Israel, you are robbing me. Like you got, God just calls him on the carpet. And they're like, what the heck? What do you mean, God? How are we robbing you? And he's like, you're robbing me because there's tithes and offerings that are supposed to go to the temple. And I'm not applying that to our situation now. I'm just looking at the situation and he says, test me now on this. Like, well, I'll open the windows of heaven and I will pour out a blessing on you you can't contain. Like God's saying, like, listen, just do what I say and walk in obedience to me. I know it's hard. You're robbing me. But I promise you, you're going to end up with a, you know, with a big blessing, a blessing that you can't even contain. That's real. Whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully reaps bountifully. It's a principle that God has. And we're not giving to get. That's not what we're doing. We're not saying, hey, God, I'm giving you this because I hope you give me something. That's not why I'm giving. I'm giving, and I recognize he's an even bigger giver to me. <laughs> and he gives back. I mean, goodness gracious, we, we have so much. We have so much from him. And I love it. Uh, uh, I love this. And the last thing I want to say about this before I move on to the last part is um, I, think that it's, I think that this is, oh, gosh, this is so good. Ah, you know what? Let me move on. Let's go. Sorry. I just, let's just go. Next slide, please. There's stuff I'm thinking in my mind I'll just share next week. So this was going to set up us talking about Stones River, this next part, and, and, and giving and communal giving and, and different things like that. Um, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go here. Not too far down the road, we see God giving the law. And what is a, one of the very important pieces to this was, how are we going to take care of this nation? How are we going to take care of this community of believers, right? So God gave the law, and I've shared this even recently, as a tutor. As a tutor to a child, basically. It's just the same exact way whenever we are teaching our kids how to do things, we say you have to do it like this and this and this and this and this and this and this. We have to, we teach them that, right? Does anyone do that with their kids? God's ultimate goal is that 
they would become mature and their hearts would be in it and their hearts would be given over to it, right? So for example, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Personally, when I was young, I hate, you know, your parents, when they do things, when you're young and you're like, I just, I'll never do that with my kids. And, and you're just so upset. And then later you're like, dang, that was really good parenting. I guess I should have taken that one from them because I haven't been doing that with my kids. Um, but one area of that was, was in giving. And I remember whenever I would get money for anything, allowance or whatever, 10%, got, they would say, I want, I'd like you to give 10% to uh, the church. Dang, Dad, I, mean, I just got five bucks. There goes 50 cents. 10%, you're going to set aside as gifts for your friends. Dang, 20%? And 10% I got to save, you know. It did teach me about the government. It's going to take money from me too, so it already prepped me for that part. But I, when you got that, there goes half your money right there. Um, but even though I didn't love it as a child, they implemented this discipline into my life that as I began to grow older, I began to fall in love with. And my heart began to go, yes. Of course I want to give. Of course I want to be giving to my friends and my family. Of course I want to be giving to the community of believers. See, that's what the law was doing. The law was putting in motion in these, written the, writing these things out and saying that's why they had the tithe. And the tithe was more than 10%, and I could go into all that. But that's why they not only had the tithe, but they also said, when you harvest your fields, don't glean all of it. Like, I want you to leave stuff aside for the widow or for the poor and for the aliens that reside among you. Like God's saying, I care for them and I'm building this in, so, so do this. And then what's so exciting is that as God has done that, because there were needs for Israel, right? Like the Levites, they served in the temple. Like they, had a, they, they did those things. There was needs and costs in the temple and stuff. And so God set that and said, like, let's, let's do this. But what's so exciting for me is that whenever I jump to like, Acts chapter 2, like I know I, I, this is probably quoted too much in churches, but you see like in, the, in its infancy, these strict rules of do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then you see this explosion in Acts chapter 2 where the people of God filled with the Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit's poured out, and it says that they had all things in common, right? Like they sold property possessions to give to anyone who had need, and the point being like they didn't need someone to say, you need to give 10%. They, didn't need, they had the heart of God and the generosity of God flowing from them to where if, they, if one of their friends needed something, they're like, okay, how can I help you? Do I need to, do I need to sell my mower or whatever it is? Because, I mean, you really need this a lot more than that. And I think that that's God's heart for us. And maybe there is a part of me calling this message the joy of giving because I believe there's a huge piece to that. That we, should, that we can grab hold of. And can you just imagine the witness that this gives the world? If they seeing a group, a community of believers that are giving to one another and other people are giving back and we're taking care of one another and we're like, no, nah, don't worry about this. I got, I got this meal or I got that. And like we're, we're, just, we're, we're connected deeply to God's giving heart. And I think that this is, what, this is the main thing I just want us to, to grab hold of this morning is, is just God let's just pray. We're, we're good. Father, Lord, we desire your giving heart and we desire your giving nature. And Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would reveal, as I mentioned before, areas of growth, maybe areas of weakness that we have, Lord, whether it's that we've been giving and we haven't been giving with joy, whether it's maybe we just haven't really been thinking about giving or been prayerful or mindful of the way that our finances are used. Maybe we haven't been on the lookout 
for opportunities to give and to bless others, God. I just pray that you, Holy Spirit, would, would stir up in us a heart of generosity. A heart of generosity that the world can see who you are through us. And there's so much to that aspect, to the multifaceted aspect of your character and your nature. But Lord, let us help to, to walk Specifically, I'm praying for this this morning in this area of giving so that we can show the world who you are, so that we can reveal that to our neighbors, to our friends, to our relatives. Lord, let us be a people who are seen as giving, whether that is our financial resource or our homes are open. We give food to those who come in that we're giving because we're paying attention to needs of others and that we act upon them. Father, let us reveal your heart, heart to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, worship team.